Hey there, welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Kim Hutchins, and at 412, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. 412 is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Ontario. We're so excited to be able to continue to equip you through our podcast. And today, I'm excited to bring you Candy Thorpe. Candy is on staff at Calvary Burlington, where she has served in vocational ministry for more than 12 years. She's the Director of Administration, Communication, and Frontline Ministry, a role in which she oversees digital communications and print media for online and in-person worship. Candy loves the local church and has a passion to see people use their gifts and talents to serve God. In this episode, we're going to chat about the local church and why we should serve. Welcome, Candy. Thank you. Very excited <laughs> to be here. Very happy to be here. I know. I'm so excited that you could be here. Yeah. And uh, it's been a great year getting to know you, or even longer, as we were talking about earlier. But can you tell me, tell us, and for those that are joining us, a little bit about your background and yeah. who you are? <laughs> so, yeah, as you said, I serve as the Director of Administration, Communication, and Frontline Ministry. Yeah. And I like to say that I have the longest job title in the world, <laughs> one that very, very carefully fits on a business card. But yeah. it's, um, it's an exciting role. And the reason why it's exciting is because every day brings about new opportunities and new challenges to see people connected and growing in the local church. I, I have this opportunity as part of my role as director of frontline ministry to see people move from first time guest mm -hmm. to loving, serving, giving member of the local church. Oh, nice. And so it's such a great opportunity and uh, what, what a gift to be able to do it in a church that I love and a church that my family loves. Yeah, that is so good. And so how did you even get started? Like, what brought you to this position? <laughs> oh, that, you know, that's a, that's a great question. It, going back, I would say I didn't grow up going to church, but yet how I came to the church and how I came to Christ is really important in how I serve now and mm -hmm. the overflow of how I, I incorporate that into ministry in welcoming people and in training them. Yes as part of the local church. So when I was in grade seven, I was first invited to go to Pioneer Girls by oh, okay. a new friend. Nice. Yes, and so I started attending this midweek program. And before long, her family invited me to come to Sunday service. And I knew a little bit about Jesus, but I certainly wasn't a Christ follower. Mm -hmm. But I loved the fact that they included me. And so mm -hmm. they would pick me up and they brought me to church. And that went on for a few years. And eventually the family invited me to attend a crusade. Do you remember crusades? Yes. You'd go for a full week. You'd go every oh, night yeah, to hear a night. message. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the week, when the speaker gave an altar call yeah. and asked who wanted to receive Jesus to come down through the auditorium and make your way to the front, I decided to go. But not because I was ready to commit my life to Christ or I had experienced this life change yeah. uh, through faith. But I did so more out of a sense of obligation. Oh, You know, this okay. family had been really good to me. They had mm -hmm. been kind to me. They picked me up. They brought me to church. And I, and I know that they were praying for me, that they wanted me to go forward. Yeah. And so when the speaker invited people to come, I thought, well, I probably should. It would be a good thing to do. Yeah. It would be an encouragement to them. And so I went forward. And so... You know, years, a few years passed and that family eventually moved away and I landed at another church. Still 
just enjoying being part of a, of a community. Mm -hmm. And when I was in that new church in high school, I had a, a Sunday school teacher and she was just a beautiful, godly, loving woman. And she modeled great Christian uh, behavior, godly attitudes, commitment to prayer. And I really admired that. Yeah. And so because I admired what she did and I just really appreciated the fact that she took me under her wing when my home life wasn't that stable, I, I kind of wanted a little bit of that for myself. And so I decided I was going to start teaching Sunday school. I was not really a believer, <laughs> but my first, so my first time teaching in, uh, in or volunteering at all in yeah. the local church was to teach a, a class of grade four boys. Oh, Honestly, oh my goodness. there is a special <laughs> place in heaven for anyone who teaches a class of grade four boys. But that was really my introduction to the church. Yeah. And then as things went on, I really just settled in. I loved being part of the community. I loved to feel included. Yeah. Um, I loved, I liked to think that, you know, as I was serving alongside of people, I was part of the family and it was great. And as time went on, I just started doing all sorts of different things. I went from worship ministry to mm. Bible study ministry, sound, worship, all of these things. And I did them because I really liked it. I liked volunteering. I liked being part of the group. Yeah. And, but I did so, so much that I started to equate what I did with as a, as a equal or a substitute for my faith. Yeah. And I stopped asking myself whether or not I was a Christian because I was obviously at church all the time. So obviously <laughs> I loved God and obviously You're God loved building, me. Right? Yes. Yeah. God, yeah. God must have loved me because look at all of these things that I'm doing. The problem is, is that when I wasn't serving, I didn't go to church. Mm. And then if I didn't go to church, I started to feel guilty because I should be at church because mm -hmm. there's all these things that can be done. And so the solution was, mm, if I really want to show God how much I love him, then I should just go to church more. So I started to serve more. Oh, boy. I know. And so wow. the, more I, the more I served, the more things I did, yeah. the more that I thought that that was the same as being a Christian. And I thought that that was the solution to growing in my faith was just to do more and yeah. to be more. And, but the real, the real solution to that is that I needed to fall in love with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I needed to delight myself in him. And the more that I delighted myself in who Jesus was and the more I really understood how much he cared for me, the more that I fell in love with the church, not mm -hmm. just the local church, but the church as a whole, as, as, a, as an entity, I really fell in love with the, with the local church. Yeah. Yeah. And that just shines through in our, many of our conversations, right? Mm -hmm. And so we had talked about, um, there's a book by Pat Hood, right? Yeah. Is it called The Sending Church? The Sending Church. Yeah. So I, I read this book and, and one phrase, it's a simple phrase, mm -hmm. but it captured my attention. And Pat Hood says that we, as the church, we're created to advance the mission of God. Mm. Now, that sounds like it's a pretty simple concept, right? Yeah. To say, well, of course we're advanced. We're created to advance the mission of God. Yeah. Th that's why the church exists. But to know that the local church has been formed by God to carry out God's mission, really, when you press into that, really does make you love the local church. Mm -hmm. And as we love the local church, we, we realize that what we're called to do is to serve collectively and mm -hmm. in community to, to achieve that mission, to fulfill the mission of God. 
Okay, so and collectively and in community, what does that mean? And why is that so important? Yeah, it was so collectively and in community are these two these two sides of the coin that I, I try to work with when I'm thinking about how we serve in the local church and how the church functions. Mm -hmm. I mean, collectively, we all come to the church as individuals. Yeah. Different skills, different passions, different talents. God gives us different things. And so individually, we come and we collect in one place. Yeah. So collectively, we serve God. But we also serve God in community. And what that means is that as each of us come bringing our own different skills and experiences, we actually are made stronger. We mm -hmm. mesh and what we become is this entity that is then able to better go and serve a diverse people because we ourselves are this diverse people. Mm -hmm. And so serving God collectively and in community is one of these beautiful joys that happens in the local church that we can't be too careful to dismiss <laughs> or overlook. Yeah. yeah. Now, and as leaders, why do we need people to serve, right? It's a good question. <laughs> and, you know, for, for people who are leaders who might be listening or watching, mm -hmm. thinking, well, of course we need people to serve. Yeah. It's a big building. It's a big ministry. I can't do this all on my own. But as leaders, why should we want people to serve? I think is, the, is a yeah. great question. Yeah. It's not just what do I need them to do, but why do we want mm -hmm. people to serve? Okay, so break it down. Yeah. Why do we want yeah. them to serve, Candy? So, so we want <laughs> them to want to serve Yeah, because people are needed to advance the mission of God, mm -hmm. right? We, we, we ourselves, we want to advance the mission of God and people are the fuel that yeah. make that happen. And so as we come and we're really excited about these things that God has placed in our hearts and in our lives and these things that, that he is doing and we are excited about the life change that we ourselves have experienced, the local church becomes this training ground mm -hmm. to not only to not only bring that to fruition and kind of coax that along, but, in, but also then to raise up new leaders who then in turn can go and who can serve and who themselves mm -hmm. can Keep fulfill the mission of God. And so we all know that one person who works really hard, who has a great vision, is never gonna accomplish as much as one person who works really hard and yeah. has a great vision, but is also able to equip others to shoulder the load mm -hmm. and to enable ministry to happen. And so, yeah, we want people to advance the mission of God. The other side of it, though, is that, frankly, there's just jobs that need to be done <laughs> when you're know, in the right? church. Let's be honest, there are things that need to be done. That's so why right. would anybody even want to serve too, right? Right, and you know, because changing a light bulb yeah. or changing a diaper, they don't seem like they are ministry focused, mm -hmm. but they are because they are ministries that enable other ministries to happen. Yes, and so yeah. a great leader sees that and equips people for that. Mm -hmm. And then for those, you know, who are in the church, why do we want to serve? Well, we want to know that we, we're making a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, I want that story of transformation, that thing that Christ has done in my heart, that thing yeah. that he has done in my life that he's actively doing. I want to be able to share that with other people. And so I want to make a difference. And sometimes I'm going to share that using my words and I'm going to be sharing my testimony of mm -hmm. faith. But sometimes I'm going to demonstrate how Christ has changed me by actions, mm -hmm. by serving mm -hmm. other people, 
And so I want to make a difference. I want to use the gifts that, and the story that God has given me to make a difference. And I also want to participate in the life of the church. You know, we said in the offset, you know, I, I really <laughs> participated quite heavily in yeah. the life of the church, right? I, I substituted that for true and authentic faith. Yeah. And so while we, we can't tip over into that side of things, we also can't discount that being part of a community of faith is a beautiful thing. It is. It yeah, is a beautiful it thing. It totally is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there was a quote by, I know we had talked about by Tim Keller, right? Right. Yes. That saved through Christ alone, by faith alone. And what was that? So I'm going to read it. Yeah, because I know because, there's more and I don't want to yes. mess it no, up. No, <laughs> for sure. So Tim Keller writes, we're saved through Christ alone, mm -hmm. by faith alone, but not for a faith which remains alone, mm. that he says true salvation always results in good works and a changed life. Yeah. You know, good works and a changed life because you know, serving is not the same as salvation. Yeah. And yet serving, there it, is, it, it affects it, you, right? It does. It does. And it yeah. affects your relationship with God yeah. and it reflects those horizontal relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. And so when we serve collectively and in community, we actually get to see our calling in the bigger context. Mm -hmm. it, it takes it out of just who am I and what am I doing, but what am I a part of and how am I collectively and in mm -hmm. community serving something greater than myself? Yeah. And Ephesians 2.10, there's another verse that ties in, right? Mm -hmm. Where we are his workmanship creating Christ Jesus for good works. Right. Right. And I believe then you've got the rest. Right? Yes. Which God so prepared. for good works, which God yeah. prepared beforehand. Yeah. for us to do mm -hmm. and and so the the neat thing about that verse is as you are serving in the church and as you're training others mm -hmm. and equipping others to serve in the church is you realize god didn't just create you kim yeah and he didn't just create the work that you do but he actually created you for that work mm -hmm. and he created the work for you mm -hmm. like there actually is this beautiful relationship that is communicated through scripture about how we are equipped to serve we aren't just given skills and told to go and figure it out. We're not just given a task and said, we'll figure it out. But instead, there is this beautiful relationship between what you do, why you do it, and how you are created to do that specific work. You are needed to serve in that way because it's work that only you can do. Yeah. And how would you say we are prepared to serve, right? Yeah. Um, and what are some things that God will use? You know, because on the one hand, don't we want to say, well, that's just my passion. That's yeah, just what God right? has equipped me to do. <laughs> I definitely yeah. feel led that I want to go and sing a solo. But God has not given me that quality. And so, Even no matter how much you want to do I it, right? Want it so bad. <laughs> it's like, I really believe that I can jump out of an airplane without a parachute and survive. But no matter how much I believe it, it doesn't mean it's true. Right. Um, so we are definitely God gives us certain skills and talents and gifts yeah. scripture is very clear on that and yeah. the number of things that we that god has put in our lives but he also puts other things in our lives that equip us for ministry yeah and i i think one of the one of the more significant ones is he puts people around us mm. he puts people in our lives for a season sometimes that season can be really short yeah and sometimes that season can be quite long mm -hmm. but he brings people into our lives to help equip us for the ministry that he's creating for us. And so whether that is someone who is mentoring you, mm -hmm. someone who taps you on the shoulder and says, 
I, I really notice this quality about you and I would love to help you cultivate that to be used for God's glory. Mm -hmm. We, people are used in our lives to equip us for ministry. And people are also used to direct our path. And so, so knowing these, the, the, these people in our lives that we can listen to, that we have trusted people mm -hmm. is very significant when it comes to being equipped in the local yeah. church. So God uses people. He also uses our life experiences. You know, those highs and those lows. Mm -hmm. He uses things in our life that, that maybe we're a little challenging to walk through, right? Yeah. He uses those things to equip us for ministry because through them, he has taught me, this is how you are a Christ follower through those really challenging times. Mm -hmm. And that by teaching me that, he then is equipping me that I can teach someone else this is how you follow Christ. You know, the scripture that talks about the fact that, you know, he comforts us so that we in turn can comfort other people. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, oftentimes, you know, God, God uses that to equip us so that we can then in turn equip other people. Mm -hmm. And so he, he equips us through life experiences. One of the greatest things as well, the, the, the way that Christ equips us is through our schooling and through our vocations. Okay. And it seems really okay. strange, right? Because yeah. it wasn't that long ago that we thought about, uh, we thought about work as being secular or sacred. Yes. This is what I do Monday to Friday. Yeah. This is what I do on Sundays mm -hmm. or Saturdays, depending on when you go to church. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and there is this division between what I'm paid to do and what I choose to do. Yes. But in this new world that we're living in, it's amazing <laughs> to know that your employer is not just employing you and equipping you for your Monday to Friday job, mm -hmm. but they're actually imparting skills. They're paying you mm -hmm. to learn skills that can be used and should be used for ministry. I mean, Ooh, that's a good point. You know, online yeah. ministry would be a wonderful example of that. Yes, that we are all goodness. learning how to be a little bit more tech savvy, <laughs> a little bit more, um, you know, in, in terms of online communication, we're mm -hmm. all getting a little bit better at that. Yeah. So, so he a uses bit. a little bit, <laughs> you know, so God, God can use those things and he uses your schooling as well. Things mm -hmm. that you're learning in school that you can take from the classroom and bring into ministry. Mm -hmm. And so we, we don't have to worry so much about splitting the secular and the sacred, but instead know that all work is sacred work when, mm -hmm. when we do it for God. So, so, so God uses people in our lives. He's going to use our life experiences. Mm -hmm. The other thing that God's going to use is he's going to use our passion. Yeah. So right. if you're excited to know, to learn something, don't you want to learn everything about it? You do, right? And then I just want to dive in and learn it all. Like even for this, yes, learning how to edit and just put this all together. It's been, it's been exciting for me, it right? It is exciting. Yeah. And, you know, for those who might serve in children's ministry or youth ministry or tech, creative mm -hmm. arts, all of these things that we're excited to do, we, we really want to pour into. Once we get a little sip of it, we just, we sometimes do want to drink from the fire hose and yeah. take it all in. And God <laughs> uses our passions yeah. to equip us for ministry. And, you know, back in the day, I used to get really kind of set. I, I'm mad at myself almost. So I would think, why am I not as passionate about that? No, you know, we've got, yeah. we've got these people and they're so passionate about doing door-to-door -door evangelism or they're so passionate about doing youth ministry. Right. And, they're so, yeah. and I would think, well, if, if I was a real Christian, wouldn't I be excited? You know, again, <laughs> falling back into that trap of, 
I call it the doobie doobie do Christian. Yeah. I just got to do a little more and be a little better. Um, but, you know, thank God that we're not all passionate about the same thing. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. that collectively and in community, mm-hmm. we're able to then serve God diversely so that then we can go and in, in turn serve yeah. people diversely. Yeah. And Which so, they yeah. need because not yes. everybody's going to get it the same way. No, we're all going to learn Jesus different. We're all going to live out Jesus a little different. And most importantly, though, how we're equipped, how we're prepared for ministry would be the condition of our hearts and the condition Mm. of our soul. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to fall into the trap of all of these things I'm doing on my own strength or I'm doing on human power. Mm -hmm. I'm relying on other people around me to pour into me. I'm relying on my employer, my educators. I'm, I'm re- relying on earthly outside forces in order to equip me for ministry. Yeah. But true ministry comes from the overflow of what Christ has already done in your life. Yeah. And so the condition of your soul and your soul care is paramount above all of this. So look and see where is it that Christ has met you? Mm-hmm. Has he met you in loneliness? Has he met you in hardship? How has Christ walked with you and shown you how to follow him through these seasons of your life? and and take care of your soul above all else because without christ you're just like me you're you are just you just have a busy church calendar yeah and an empty spiritual life yeah oh my goodness candy i'm loving this so if you were could kind of sum that all up because there are so many great things there you just kind of give me a little nutshell <laughs> i it's it's it is not un insignificant and yeah. unimportant to recognize the fact that we are created to advance the mission of God. Yeah. That we're so not a social club. We're not a yeah. place. Uh, the local church is never meant to be a place where we come together and stay. Mm-hmm. But to recognize that advancing the mission of God means there has to be a component of moving out. Mm-hmm. So what has God done in your life? Where is God calling you to serve and even potentially lead others? Mm-hmm. So that that mission of God of making disciples who then in turn will make disciples can come to fruition. How is he using you and how are you inviting him in so -hmm. that he can use you? Yeah. And so how can people who are leading volunteers in the local church that are joining us uh, today, how can they use this to equip their volunteers or to encourage them? Oh, that, that's a great question (laughs) to, to recognize that you are leading a group of diverse people. Yeah. Right. And we're so we're not all cookie cutter. We're not all cookie cutters. <laughs> and so not everyone is necessarily going to serve yeah. in the way that you want them to using the words you you want them to mm-hmm. and to reach the people that you in you in yeah. advance have decided that they should reach. But recognize that our combination of gifts, talent, uh, t- gifts and talents, mm-hmm. passions and life experience has actually already equipped someone to reach the people that God has set aside for them to reach. So hone in on that, you know, to, to yeah. actually help them develop those skills so that collectively and in community, you really are able to reach more people mm. for God's glory mm-hmm. and not our own. Yeah. And what would you say, what is one thing you could say to encourage those who serve in the local church? Oh, just... <laughs> <laughs> Just, just serve. Just serve. Just serve. <laughs> but, but to serve out of an understanding of what it is that you are, mm-hmm. you are doing, mm-hmm. it's very easy to get caught up into the life of the church yeah. and, to, and to do a lot of things 
and to get very involved, it's also very easy to sit back and do nothing. Yeah. It's so easy to to treat the church a little bit like a, a mall or a consumer centered thing that that you yeah. like or you don't and you pick and choose and it becomes the spiritual buffet of mm -hmm. I only do what I would like to do and the things that I would not like to do I will do. And that's okay. Again, we're not all passionate about the same thing. <laughs> but if God has brought you to a church, you are needed to serve. Yeah. In the way that only you can to serve in that church. There mm -hmm. you have been prepared and the work has been prepared and you have been prepared for that work. And so ask God to reveal that to you. Talk to your leadership and ask how you can participate in the life of the church in spiritual growth and development by mm -hmm. serving. And you will do so with passion because yeah. God has already equipped you for it. Yeah. That is so good, Candy. I love it. I love our conversations because every time I talk to you, I just come away excited again and renewed and refreshed. And so I hope that everybody who's joining us also caught that and they'll be excited and find their passion, right? And I just want to thank you so much for coming here and spending this time with us. No, thank you so much. <laughs> this has been great. And I, I appreciate especially the, the equipping nature with, uh, with which that you are doing this podcast mm -hmm. because you. to know that there, there is a work that needs to be done mm -hmm. and, and there is so much to be done. Yeah. So help shoulder the burden and know that, that God has called you to it. So yeah. thank you for what you're doing. This Ooh. is amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Candy. <laughs> well, for those joining us, I hope that you're encouraged by Candy and her passion for the local church. There's a link for books mentioned by Candy that will be available in our show notes. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, remember to subscribe on our podcast app. And for those watching the video edition, subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you don't miss an episode. Also, hop into the discussion by following us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at 412Canada. Looking forward to next time. Thanks for joining us. Goodness. <laughs> One down. <laughs>